And she's like laughing at him like a little kitten. I just, <laughs> do you think that I can buy a cat suit as a part of Prime Day? Because I would really like for it to be here like tomorrow. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. We missed you guys, but we hope you guys had a nice restful holiday. Today we are discussing a very hot book, Minx by Sophie Lark. But before we get into that, Sab and I have a lot to catch up with you guys on. But Sab, how are you doing? Okay, here's the deal. We (laughs) hope that whatever's happening to us is also happening to you all. Because... Emily and I are currently having the hottest sex of our entire lives. Obviously not together, but like (laughs) it's happening at the same time. And we are just having a spice rack summer. So Sav was kind of saying that she doesn't know if Seth is listening to the pod or what is happening. I think my boyfriend is either listening to the pod or is conspiring with Seth because I if you look at Sam and I's text messages for the past two weeks (laughs) I don't know what's happening but and this is why I think my boyfriend is listening to the podcast because the other day he was like I can't wait to marry you because you look so breedable what does a man know about the breeding king how does how does he know how does he know it has to be the pod because we literally talked about when I thought that the breeding kink was like breeding cows and stuff. Emily and I will text each other at any given point of the day, <laughs> not a specific time, and just in all caps say OMG. And it's because we know that something crazy has happened to the other one. Let me give you a couple highlights from my past couple of weeks. I was on vacation with my family last week. So my brother, my sister-in-law, my two nieces under the age of two, my mom, my aunt, and my grandma. Okay. Full fucking fam. I'm sleeping in a bed with Seth and between my grandmother and my two-year-old niece, two of my favorite human beings alive, but I deeply care what they think of me. Seth and I are fucking, first of all, the sounds, not out of my mouth, just the sounds in general obscene and then Seth just starts like being loud he said I don't give a fuck who hears who are you and what did you do with my husband then the next day he pulled my pants my bikini down into the ocean and fingered me in the water while my whole family was on the beach unhinged he put a finger in my butt the other day he has spit in my mouth he was sexing me in front of my whole family it's just been like what is going on and I am not complaining one single bit do not take this as a complaint but like he is someone is conspiring with my husband and whoever you are please don't stop please keep it up <laughs> I think my biggest highlight was um my boyfriend and I got dinner and we needed to go get condoms. So we went to go get condoms together. I have never gone with a man to buy condoms before. This is my first encounter. I have never bought in condoms before. This is my first adventure at the ripe age of 26. And <laughs> so there's kind of like right some tension brewing right in his car. I had a nice little strawberry margarita. And my boyfriend has a roommate. And so all the bedrooms are on the top floor. And so his roommate is always home, like when we're there. 
So we get into the, my boyfriend's room. I have pushed to the wall and it has started. Spit in the mouth, finger in the butthole. Some choking. We got, we, we, yes, and I'll tell you, we all know that I am an advocate that I like breath play. We had that happening. He, he said, do you like it when I slut you out like that? I know you do. Oh like, God. I, I just don't, I was like, what happened to my boyfriend? I don't know if it's the anklet. I don't know what is happening. No, but... bitch, it's the fucking anklet. <laughs> we put his anklets on and something changed. <laughs> Everyone stop what you're doing. It's prime day. Order at least seven anklets. So you have one for every day <laughs> because we have possessed them. Okay. Well, I didn't know that you had a finger in the butt. Please share with the class about your experience. So I've never done butt stuff before. So we're trying to kind of start to like experiment with that a little bit. Right, right. And um, I like my face pushed into the mattress. The best. Hot. And he just did it. Okay. And what, did you like it? I did like it. But I think like I was warmed up at this point. I just don't think that you could just stick the finger in the butt. No, you can't. But because I think because I've talked about this, these books have set very unrealistic expectations for butt stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, I was a fan. So we'll see how it progresses. And then I kind of took some tips from this book, but I'll, we'll report back. I have this book. <laughs> it's crazy because we've been having wild sex while reading this. I'm like, God damn, someone put me in a cat suit. Like I will prance around like I am ready. It's just been a spicy summer. Yep. Happy for us. Happy for us. <laughs> you are related to us. I'm, I don't care, honestly. At this point, you know what you're getting into, I feel like. Yep. If the boyfriends and the husbands are listening, then like we're just, oops. Oops. So sorry. <laughs> Keep it up. Y'all are doing great. Gold stars all around. I mean, what's the point of putting your whole fucking life on the internet if people aren't going to capitalize on it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, we talk about our digital footprint. If my digital footprint is getting me fingered in the ass, like, I'm not mad about it. (laughs) Reading for us. In other news, a couple of things. I got the new Kindle. I am the bad bitch. I got the sage green ad free Kindle not only has Seth spit in my mouth he bought me an ad free Kindle <laughs> and that is a fucking slay so I got a new Kindle that's really it in my life that I'm like super jazzed about at the moment what about you so in a month me and 13 of my friends got a house in Destin for three days four days three nights it's finally the so beach trip. finally the beach trip I'm super excited I'm getting a little bit nervous because my boyfriend's birthday is next month. Don't even know how to shop for a boy because it's his birthday. And then like five days later is our six month anniversary, which time has been flying. And so stop. Are you going to buy six month anniversary presents? Cause that would make me mad at you. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but I feel like I have to get like a good present. Like I use his present that he got me every day. So I have to think, Hmm what to get him but then in devastating news I did not get picked for Paris Taylor Swift 
And my boyfriend was like, that re- that trip wasn't most likely going to happen. And then I played Mean by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I have a very strong and most likely unpopular Taylor Swift opinion. Would you like to hear it? Is it because the vault songs? No, it's worse. Hold on, let me put my hair behind my ears. Wear <laughs> up because I'm ready. All right. This bitch has had these songs re-recorded for years at this point. Years. Okay. So tell me why Emily and I paid so much money to see this tour. Was it great? Yes. Did I love it? Yes. But six months in, no one thought we were going to get long live because why would you only play long live for one fucking audience? Okay. So you, I understand wanting to own your music that you're playing. That's valid. You've had the shit re-recorded. I'm just like, really like her playing long live for Kansas fucking city is like fighting. Like, no, I'm upset because she now that's a permanent fixture of her tour. And that is one. The thing is, if we, if we did not get enchanted, I would not be a Taylor Swift fan anymore. At least we got enchanted. But now I'm like, it's not fair that this is like a staple in the other tours that now they get more of the Speak Now songs. And we got, and we got like Lovers. We got Lovers, not my album. minutes of fucking Shake It Off. Like Taylor, yeah. to hear Shake It Off. We all want to hear Long Live. And so for you to not play it for half these bitches, when we have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars to see your ass perform, just don't play it for anybody or play it for everyone. That's my two cents no I definitely agree and I have to say because we did get new Taylor the vault albums were just not except foolish one foolish one came from my throat but other than that mm, but the new long live does sound better than the old long live I just like again we love Taylor Swift like I'm not I'm not trying to say that I don't fuck with her but like this whole thing I'm just like just fucking release the songs <laughs> just I'm over it I'd like the the re-recorded albums are not as fun as they were when it was red when it was fucking three albums ago you know what I mean like just now re- kind of over it yeah I'm over it okay anyways that's my big dick Seth and I have a thing in our house called big dick opinions where you just like say something with your whole chest and even if it's like very fucking wrong you just swing your big dick around and say it anyways so that's my big dick opinion of the day is and other news, we do get Summer Return Pretty Season 2 in three days. I'm very Team Conrad. Here's the deal. I haven't read these books. Have you read them? I haven't them? either. Nope. So I don't know how this ends. I'm, I am also Team Conrad, but I see the appeal of Jeremiah. Oh, uh, I don't. Not at all? <laughs> Not, no. Mm-mm. I just think Conrad, like, is older and, like, doesn't have his shit together. And broken. That's how you like. Ty- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should, <laughs> Should have seen that coming. <laughs> okay, well, I want to get into what we have been reading because I read something fantastic last week and it was done and dusted by lila sage which is a cowboy romance so that trend isn't slowing down at all fantastic this person is a debut author so this is like the first thing that they've ever written and it was so good brother's best friend cowboy i mean all the things were there would highly recommend 
It gave me reckless vibes. And then I also read Keep Her Safe by QB Tyler, which was a bodyguard romance. And the spice was spicing. I gave this shit like almost four peppers and it wasn't even kinky. Like there was no cat suit involved for me to give it four peppers. It was just spicy as fuck. So would highly recommend Keep Her Safe by QB Tyler. And then we read Minx, which I'm I'm obviously thrilled to talk about because it was fantastic. So I finished Fallen Foe by LJ Shin. So that's one that follows Ruthless Rivals. It was so close to being old school LJ, but the spice was not spicing. Like I think we got one spice scene and it was just so close to being old LJ. If it just had the spice, Damn. it would have been back to old school LJ. But I gave it four stars. I still really liked it. Like the plot, the plot twist did not see it coming. So I really liked that. And then Minks, which we are covering today. And I have started Crimson River, which is the Eden series just really wrote me in. So the Crimson River is the last book in the Eden series. And I think it's the last one, but it just came out. So I started that and it's kind of like romance mystery. Oh, so I'm excited. I saw something in a book group today about Diver's Heart by K.A. Knight. Have you read this? I'm a little worried to read something by... Oh, is that the one where you gave... Um, Does It Hurt, like, a recommendation for it? Uh-huh, I just did. No, I'm a little nervous. I'm interested. Knight again. Here's where I'm at. Diver's Heart, this is fucked up that I'm about to say this, but it's... It's feeling very Titanic submarine adjacent. <laughs> I'm like, maybe now would be a good time in history to read this. <laughs> I have no clue no. what it's about. But that's why I, I'm I, It's really funny that you mentioned Titanic. Because the other day when I was at my boyfriend's house, that's what he put on as the movie to watch. <laughs> he put on the Titanic. Scandal. I was done. <laughs> you were like, not the Titanic. I said, I'm going to bed. I want to read Call It What You Want. Have you seen that? It's like been trending all over TikTok. I don't really think it's a spicy book, but she read it about like, um, like when she was heartbroken after a situationship and like, girl, it's not like a memoir, but like people have been like selling it out and eating it up. Oh, but let me look this up. It's on Kindle Unlimited. It's not? It is. Okay. I could be done for that. I just like don't really want to be sad at this current point in my life. Yeah. Here's the other thing is that did you do stuff your Kindle day? I did not. I always do it, but like I never really read anything that comes with it. But I scored some crazy shit on stuff your Kindle day. Oh, Candy Snyder did come out with her first book of her hockey series. I saw. Are you going to read that? Um, I think that's one thing that I'm going to wait and get the hard copy of. I just, I need us all to take a hockey break. I just can't do it. Why is Yeah, that? I, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, like, I have, like, a good, like, 10 books I want to read before I get into it. I started reading Divine Rivals, which is, like, blowing up in the same way that the fourth wing did. I am so bored so bored so I don't know if I'm gonna dnf it or if I'm gonna keep going but yeah I have a lot of stuff that I should be reading but currently I'm reading nothing 
Yeah, I was going to see if Audible was doing, because, you know, Audible is a part of Prime, if they were doing, like, any kind of Prime Day sale, but they are not. Oh, well, and I'm still listening to A Court of Mist and Fury on Audible, but I've been, like, people have been asking me questions at work, and I'm like, if y'all are going to fucking interrupt me and Feyre as we're falling in love with Riz right now, like, I can't handle it, so you I'm put, like, a pause a on it. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> So we are going to get into Meeks by Sophie Lark. So Sophie Lark started writing to create the kind of intelligent and powerful female characters that she wanted to read about. When she moved into romance, her goal became to write relationships that are true partnerships between equals. Her couples love each other because they're better and stronger together. Each of her books are different, but one theme remains. A life centered on self can never match the power of life lived for love. Books by Lark include the Kingsmaker series, the Brutal Birthright series, and the Sinner's Duet. And today we follow Ramus and Blake in Minx. Yeah, how do we think we say this name? I'm about to Google. I was thinking Ramses, Ramses. That is a very like out, like left field kind of. Ramses. Ramses. Okay. Ramses. So this week's dedication is this is for everyone who's been all the way to the bottom keep climbing the sun is up there waiting for you and then we have two quotes which i'm thrilled about one is from ariana grande queen ari whoever said money can't solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them which is from seven rings i'm pretty sure our second quote is from giovanni boccaccio the mouth that has been kissed loses not its freshness still it renews itself even as does the moon So we are going to get into the plot. So Blake Abbott is the woman all the powerful men want on their arm. As a high-end escort, she had men waiting years to be on her list. And when Ramses Howell first made eye contact with Blake, he knew he was going to do whatever he needed to get onto that list. By being relentless, Blake finally allows him to be on her list. And what started out as a business contract quickly turned into more. During their first time, the character Minx was born, when Ramses had Blake put on a cat suit and their game began. As Minx became a more prominent fixture in their relationship, so did their feelings for each other. When Ramses decided to help Blake with her books and help her hit the stack number she wants, the two realized that their relationship is a lot more than a business contract and more about love and growing together. The two deal with past trauma together, and despite a rocky argument, Minx lives, lives on as these two get their happy ever after. I gave this book five stars. Okay, here's the deal. Emily and I were very hesitant to read this after the great bestiality incident of 2023. And I was like, I can't if she's fucking a cat. Like, I cannot do this. However, I love being proven wrong when I think that I'm not going to like a book. And this is one of those experiences. I personally think that this is Batman and Anne Hathaway Catwoman fanfic and like you cannot convince me otherwise and I ate it up the storyline was so good two financial titans who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and their separate journeys to success Blake being a high-end escort so she could find out the secrets of successful men and finance and use that to influence her stock and her trading was so top tier and I love her and I admire her Ramsey's being at the fucking school 
unveiling and he's like gonna unveil this school that he went to and he gave all this money to as being like the Ramsey's Howell school and he's like actually no like this school is the name of the school because of who you are and I'm not going to change that just because I have money that is when I began to fall in love with him I have never wanted to have a threesome more with a book couple than I would like to with these two characters I just find them both incredibly hot highly fuckable and I have a couple of quotes. Okay, so when Ramsey says first trying to hook up with Blake, he calls her and she hangs up on him. And then he comes to steal her away from another man on a date. So as she sees him walking through the door, she's like, fuck. And she says, power is doing whatever you want and nobody dares to tell you no. Pleasure is looking at power powerful man in the face and telling him to fuck off Ramsey's I say sweetly fuck off I'm on a date hanging up on him felt good cursing at him is positively erotic then one time they're playing minks and she doesn't we're gonna get into it but she doesn't really like talk like she goes full character and so Ramsey's just like fucking truth it's like truth serum he just says all the things that he wants to So he says, quietly, I say, I was attracted to you from the moment I saw you. You're so powerful. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm on fire. I can't stop thinking about you. During the kitty sex, I'm fucking dead. And then the last two quotes are from Blake. She says, sex isn't just sex. It's where all the barriers dissolve. It's fantasy and the real is real. It's where the, it's where we're the most human and the most animal. And then at the very end, which I would like to write a dissertation on is the final scene that they have together. Um, She says, submission is a gift. The most power, the more powerful the person, the greater the gift, which I highly agree with and love that she said. So just like Sav, I was very hesitant about this book because I really thought it was my bestiality about a real cat. But this book was so good and it was the five-star read that I just really needed. I love the pretty woman take of this book and it was just beyond hot. But it also had top-tier plot. Like he was not a boring finance bro and Blake being a finance girly was so badass because she was gaining knowledge from her dates is using it to her advantage to become a millionaire. Like such a badass. I truly felt like I was best friends with these two and I was just rooting so hard for them. And everything flowed so naturally in this book. I forgot that I was reading a book because it's just like, just, you just get so immersed into it. The Minx aspect was hot. And what made it hot was just how powerful Blake felt and how she was just able to bring this man to his knees. Like he was such a goner from the beginning. And I love seeing women being powerful and putting men in their place. And when he got her a cat at the end, because he knew it would help her, I was like, this man is too good. I think we got a good amount from the side characters. And I can see this possibly being a series or even a duet. So following her sister and Briggs. And I have a few quotes. I have two. So um, Blake says, because falling feels like living. It feels like eating and drinking and breathing and running and flying. And she goes, you changed how I feel. Things I thought were carved on my soul melt away and become something new when you look at me. Like she was fighting love so hard because she got fucked over by a douchebag. And so seeing her get that like love back and being like, oh, I can have that love. It was really sweet. 
I would like to have a brief intermission between the spice and the plot because I have a lot of things that go in the middle because I feel like this book when they were fucking you were watching them fall in love which isn't always the case and so their intimacy like really fell in line with the plot so we can talk about the spice because the spice was spicing but also there's like yeah there's this like intermediate and so when they are in the car (laughs) and she's giving him roadhead and it's a fucking convertible and everybody can see first of all that was top tier but Ramsey says to himself I don't just want to fuck Blake fucking is easy fucking is meaningless I want to open her up like an engine I want to put through I want to put her through paces like a pony I had that highlighted too god damn like what I'm literally on the floor on my knees when he was like, I'm making men jealous is my new kink. Same. Same. Like, that's so hot to me. Yeah. And the other thing I thought was really hot, every time that they would do something, they would say, do you trust me? Yeah. Like, we've always said that consent is so sexy, but having like, do you trust me is fucking hot. They need to just stop being a business contract, like, after the first time minks came into the picture absolutely and i love that you brought up the finance bro situation because like there's such a thin fine line (laughs) when dealing with the finance bro like we could have a patagonia vest and a pair of khakis like that you know i'm glad (laughs) i have to go there (laughs) no these were non-traditional finance people hotties okay should we get into the spice now yes now I'm ready to be fucking unleashed. That's how I feel. Unhinged. This was just. <laughs> it was so good. I gave this four peppers. I gave it three and a half. Okay. We're on the same. Yeah. On the same page. So it just starts off with a bang when they have elevator sex. When he is like a mad because she's still seeing other clients. He wants her all to herself. She said, we're not doing that. And so. He goes, Blake unbuttons my trouser, trousers and I tug her underwear to the side. I'm inside her before we've dropped four floors. She cries out at the first thrust. I fuck her with each floor we pass. I've always wanted to have elevator sex. The opportunity just has not presented itself. Um, the car sex that Sav alluded to, they are on their way to the Hamptons. And she gives him roadhead. And then he decides to finger her after. And he goes, spread that pussy and fuck my fingers. And they're having an initial meeting before they're having sex. And he goes, I like to be in charge. And she goes in the bedroom, in the boardroom and the bedroom. And he goes, especially in the bedroom. And then I have two. So I know Sab, you're going to talk about the butt stuff. The butt stuff was so hot. Um, I have one quote. He goes, I grab her by the back of the head and feed my cock deep into her mouth. The head hits the back of her throat, pounding into the pocket, just like a pussy. He goes, show me how much you want to please me by coming as hard as you can. And that happens a lot throughout the book. And then I do have to mention something in the mink scene. I think it's, again, opportunity has not presented itself for me to like incorporate food into sex. But mink is in character. And he, so Ramses drenches like his penis in like milk. And she... (laughs) gives him head and like the milk is everywhere and it was just messy and hot 
And she's like laughing at him like a little kitten. I just, <laughs> do you think that I can buy a cat suit as a part of Prime Day? Because I would really like for it to be here like tomorrow. Because No, I, please look. Please look. I just want to put on a little suit and I want to fucking prance around. Like she got so into character, like walking on the balls of her feet and everything. When I, she was knocking down the water to like test him. Like how a cat will knock all your shit off. And the whole concept of that the first time this started, he just leaves a cat suit and a camera. Like, that, again, could be very serial killer, but it was, like, really (laughs) fucking hot. And I was so into it. Okay. I have a lot to say. I've been unleashed. So while they're in, this is actually the same time that they had the cream in her ear I growl you're a bad girl pulling down on that cock minx rides me gasping and panting her eyes rolling back my right hand is wrapped tightly around her hair fists locked in place against the base of her neck so her head tilts back my lips pressed against her ear I speak directly into her brain I want you to show me what a good girl you can be she's grunting with every stroke She barely seems to hear me, but I know every word is echoing around her brain. Show me how much you want to please me by coming as hard as you can. The effect is instant. Then he says, is that the hardest you can come? I thought you were the best. You can come harder than that. Yes, you can. Give it to me. I fucking want it. Show me how badly you want me. Show me what you'll do to please me. Fucking come. Excuse me. I can't find the butt stuff highlighted. Do you have any of the butt stuff highlighted? No, I was too, I was too, I was just enthralled enthralled into what happened. No highlights, just straight vibes from the both of us. (laughs) Basically what's happening is that Ramses is like wound fucking tight. Homeboy is stressed out. And Minx, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's in full Minx at this point. Yeah, she goes and puts on and like finds a cat suit. She finds a cat suit. And she says, do you trust me? He says, yes. So she's giving him head. And then she starts fucking fingering him in the butt. And listen, Emily and I have both had a finger in the butt this week. I think whatever you're doing, stop and get a finger in the butt because it's delightful. And him talking about how good it was and how like, he was like, if this is what women feel like, I don't know how y'all function and how you aren't just doing this all day, every day. It was so fucking hot to hear from his perspective how it felt to have a finger in his butt. Yeah. And just like how he was like talking about the orgasm and how you're just like, it's just something you can't control and how it just like completely takes over. It was hot. Like you had the man gone or done for. All the above. Yeah. And then the last thing I would like to discuss as a unit is <laughs> the epilogue. I'm pretty sure it's in the epilogue, the bonus scene, where she puts a collar on him and calls him Brutus and <laughs> says that he is her strong boy and is like basically heading him. And she gets on top of his face and rides his face. And I, my jaw was like on the fucking floor. I did not expect it. I don't really like a good boy as much as I like a good girl. Oh no, never. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I was like, no fucking way this is happening. She took over that control and chef kisses. So fucking hot. Her That's when she says the submission is powerful and the more powerful the person is, the better the gift is that you get it. And so the thought of like her doming him, it was just like, again, I just want to like be wedged in between. You know what I mean? Like, like where can I come in? Because I would like to be a part of it. It's just so much power and so much confidence within one. It's just crazy. The last thing I have on here, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. When he's like, I'm going to train you or we're going to work out together. And then she, he makes her get completely naked. (laughs) I blanked that piece out of my, that almost knocked it down the star for me. (laughs) The naked gyms, the naked gym scene. Almost not because we have seen really hot gym scenes before, mm-hmm. but like her on the elliptical bear, like naked, but just her sneakers. And it was the sneakers her, that really did it. I know it really did it for me too. Like her giving the head while he's like on like the chest press, like that was fine, but they lost me with her doing the fucking elliptical and like the, the sneakers. sneakers. I, I all it almost knocked it down to four stars for me. What was the gym scene? You know what I think makes me feel better is when people that are written by women so hot, so powerful can still give you a little ick, you know? It makes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I fully agree. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because I didn't love it. I wasn't sure if maybe you did, but clearly not. No, I would not. I blanked that out. I think that if I was asked, okay, let's see if the boys are listening. If we have to fucking work out naked, this is going to be my fault. But if I was asked to like do some stretches naked, like if Seth was like, here, let me stretch you out. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then told me to get naked. Like that would be so hot. Yeah. But I'm not getting on the elliptical naked. The way, no. Chafing. I'm done. If he makes my ass get on this Peloton naked, (laughs) I will quite literally never forgive him. (laughs) But then we'll know if they're listening to the pod or not. We sure will. We sure will. I just like that the spice was very naturally intertwined into the story. Yeah. Again, you like felt like you were watching them fall in love and also bang it out, which was a joyous comedy. Joyous thing. (laughs) We have some good discussion questions because we they had the role play and he collars her. She collars him. Sav, would you let a man or a woman collar you? I feel like it works because she was like a sex worker, right? She was into sex work. And so that's just like your job. And sometimes shit is crazy. I would have to have a lot of trust and ground rules built up with somebody before I let them call or me. That being said, all I want to do is strut around this house in a kitty suit, and, like be petted now. So yes, but it would have to be like with my husband or after I couldn't have done it in their first encounter the way that she did, even though it was really hot. Um, I don't think I could do a collar. I have like always said that like if my boyfriend or husband buys me like a necklace, I would like that. I would like wear the necklace like every day, but I don't think I could do like full on collar. Would you, even if you could like take it off? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't do a full collar. Okay. It's just something about it. I just, like, think I would not, like, be able to stop thinking about, like, an animal. 
I feel like the good girl to call her. That's a, that is a straight situation right there. So it makes sense that I say yes and you say no. Because again, some of us on this podcast have breeding kinks and some of us do <laughs> So we're all into different shit. But yeah, I would say yes. Okay. I would love to know your thoughts on the third stage breakup. Because I think I have some thoughts. I have to say that I think that he was the biggest asshole in that argument. And I think it was really powerful when she safe worded during the argument. She was like, rad, that was her safe word. Because I think that, because Blake has like emphasized how it is important for her to hit that number herself. She has her dreams and like that, like him depositing all that money into her account kind of like, I understand why that triggered her and why that hurt her. And so I think that when they were at the funeral and she was like, I kind of feel like a dick. And he was like, oh, I was going to give you a full days to cool off. I think he was the bigger dick in the situation than she was. Yeah, I think so too. But I think yeah. that he knew that he was and he did own up for it. Here's my personal thoughts. I don't like that he gave her the money. I agree with you. Like that was her milestone. And yeah, ship isn't just like you filling out someone else's milestone. Like she wanted to hit it. And I understand that. What I don't love is that he then empties out her, his whole bank account and puts okay, it. Okay. In- I did not like that. And like, whenever they go like to pay, she's always the one swiping the card. So it like, looks like it's an equal partnership. I didn't like that. No, because I feel like at the end of the day, like, men this powerful if he wanted it back he could take it back in an instant so it's almost like like yes I understand that like your actions I don't think that he had bad intentions right like his actions were pure he wanted to make up for the shit that he did I just ick didn't like that wouldn't yeah wasn't for me no it wasn't for me either like, I get, like, their initial argument wasn't that bad, but, like, when he or she was, like, oh, like, all the money, and, like, I'm the only one that swipes the card, I was just, like, but you guys fought about having equal power, and yeah. I, I, it, 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 the ending could have been changed, like, their yeah. reconciliation from the third stage breakup did not have to be that. Yeah, I agree. So, Sophie Lark says that this is her spiciest book that she's ever written. And I know that Sav, we have both have had read our fair share of Sophie Lark books. Do you think that this is Sophie's spiciest book? This is a tough question because Sophie Lark has hit, has written some bangers. I think that it is not that the spice was absolutely crazier. I think it's that both of the characters were so powerful And typically Sophie Lark is big on like the man being in power and the woman being more submissive. And so I think because both of the characters had the power and had the dominance and had the control that it made it hotter, like their connection made this hotter for me. Okay. I can see that. What do you, I don't think, I don't think it's her spiciest book. I just don't think anything can compare to the sinners do it. But That's the serial killer one, right? Yes. The artist, the serial killer one. I just think that that like that is her hottest books. 
But I do think that this was just very different, like you said, from what she has written. Like, it's not mafia. It's not, like, I don't really think that this was dark. Like, we still got, like, good smut, but it wasn't as dark as some of her previous books have been. Well, yeah, she didn't say it was her darkest book. She just said it was her spiciest. Yeah, I don't think it was her spiciest. I don't think that the Sinners duet is that spicy. It's just very dark. See, I think it was super spicy. The way that he, like, literally made the, like, toys for her. Right. Because he was a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) But I like this book a lot because I know that Anastasia was not hitting for a lot of people. It wasn't really spicy. So I'm glad that we got, like, old school Sophie back. I personally think that Sophie gets all of her inspiration from her fine-ass husband. And she and her yeah. fine-ass husband, I, they have the best sex. You know that they do. And I love that for them. I did read the author's note, and I thought it was really kind because Blake is autistic. And she said that um, she wrote it for her daughter, who is nonverbal. And I thought that was really sweet. I'm so proud of you for reading the author's note. Yeah, I'm reading it now. It's so good. You can't miss it. Okay, getting into our favorite part of the show, my favorite part of the show, um, how we picture Ramses. So here's what I've got going on. I said it earlier. I like you cannot convince me otherwise that this was Batman and Anne Hathaway Catwoman fanfic. So Ramses is Bruce Wayne. Fucking obviously. He gets in his Batmobile at night. He's killing criminals, fighting crime, <laughs> that whole situation. Big ass dude, thighs that could crush a watermelon. I think that he would get a tattoo of your initials over his heart, like not tattooed at all, but he's got this one little spot with your initials, like right over where his heart is. I think that he probably has the biggest dick you have ever seen. He's possessive of you, possessive of you, but in a way that he wants to like flaunt you and show everyone else like how lucky he is because he have you, he has you and not in a way that he's like, ready to kill anybody that looks at you twice or like wants to keep you locked up and away from other people. I think that he would fuck you on his boardroom table so that he can reminisce during meetings. He drinks black coffee. He uses his morning runs on the weekends to run and get bagels for you and bring it back to feed you in bed. And I also think that he has dirt on everybody. So he always gets his way almost like a Christian Harper. So to me, he is like Henry Cavill, which makes sense because Henry Cavill has played Batman. (laughs) He's like six foot six. He has an athletic build and he always leaves the first few buttons of his shirt undone. I think that he will truly kill anyone that touches you and he can never stop touching you. Like if you're in public, he's always has his arm or hand somewhere on you. He wants everyone to know that you belong to him. He buys you the most expensive jewelry. But he will also go on, like, really low-key dates with you, like, to the bookstore, to the coffee shop. He always brings you in coffee, and he will be an absolute dilf. Like, he is driving his kids to T-ball mm-hmm. in, like, ballet classes. Like, he is the dilf. There's something to me about a man, a book boyfriend that lives in New York City, but, like, still has a car and, like, doesn't get driven everywhere and, like, would prefer to walk. That is, I don't know what it is so hot it's a hot factor yeah him like running through central park like okay daddy that's great (laughs) i would love to see that makes him a little bit more relatable (laughs) like yeah we could exist 
I also just, it just dawned on me that the Anne Hathaway Batman movie is Robert Pattinson. And that makes so much fucking sense as to why yep. I get that out of my head. So that tracks. So getting into one of our all-time favorite segments, we have to put hot Ramses onto the boyfriend pyramid. As you guys know, Sav and I have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. We're at the bottom. You have ultimate friends with benefits. Could be a situationship, could not be, may or may not be telling your friends. And then from there, you have meet the parents. You guys could be something in the future, could not be, maybe just ran to your parents at the grocery store and they invited him to dinner. Then you have white picket fence. You guys are living happily ever after in your little suburban house. Like you drive a minivan, have a few dogs and kids. And at the top, you have God tier, where just nothing can compare to those in God tier. So Sav, where are you putting Ramses? Instantly at God tier. Like instant. 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 Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Like we're going straight to God tier. Okay. This could be a little bit far-fetched could be okay do you think that ramses howell could be grown-up dean yevon oh is that like too far i kind of see it a little bit if ramses howell was in the mafia fucking yeah eh, doa I just have this hardcover highlighted <laughs> everywhere. Oh my god, wait, how have we talked about the fucking cartoon pictures? Dude, those were hot. I really want authors to continue to do that because I was just like, this just adds an element to the book. I was reading on the beach, Seth walks behind me, the picture <laughs> of her sucking his dick in the car. He said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just my book with some, it's just a picture book, Seth. That's all it is. Comics. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. The, yeah, we got to continue this picture book shit. Keep it up. Yeah. Okay, well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode on Minx by Sophie Lark. Everybody, head on over to your online shopping store of choice. Get yourself a little cat suit right around. And next week, we're going to read Keep Her Safe by QV Tyler which is a socialite and bodyguard romance that I read this week. And it is phenomenal and very spicy. So looking forward to that. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We hope that you guys jump on the spice rack hot summer that Sav and I are having. And we'll talk to you guys next week.